This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Good morning and welcome to your Catholic Corner for the 
Uh, 11th of September, or the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time on the Church's calendar. You're listening to FM 89.0, and your Catholic Corner is generously sponsored by the parish of St. Matthew's Hillcrest. My introductory music was Michael Crawford singing Ave Maria, or Hail Mary, appropriate for some of the feasts at this time, uh, for some of the feasts at this time. Feast day at this time are the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary last Thursday, St. Peter, Peter Claver last Friday, the Holy Name of Mary on Monday, and St. John Chrysostom on Tuesday, with the Exaltation of the Holy Cross on Wednesday. And out there it's a bit of a grey day, which sort of suits the mood of the world, and not really a picnic day, and we hope the black caps. Don't let us down again today. But let's just talk briefly about St. Peter Claver. He was a native of Spain, and he left his homeland in 1610 to be a missionary in the colonies of the New World. He sailed into Cartagena, uh, a rich port in the Caribbean, and he was ordained a priest there in 1615. The slave trade was well established in the Americas for nearly a 100 years, and Cartagena was the centre of it. 10,000 slaves poured into the port each year after crossing the Atlantic from West Africa under conditions of foul and inhuman conditions. And it was estimated that a third of the passengers died in transit. And although the slave trading was condemned by Pope Paul III and Pope Pius IX, it continued to flourish. As soon as the ships entered port, Peter Claver moved into the infested holes to minister to the ill-treated and exhausted passengers. After they were herded off the ship like animals in shut-in yards, Claver, Claver plunged in among them with medicines, food, bread, brandy, lemons and tobacco. With the help of instructors, he gave basic instructions and assured his brothers and sisters of their human dignity and God's love. During the 40 years of his ministry, Claver instructed and baptised an estimated 300,000 slaves. Father Claver's apostolate extended beyond the care of slaves. He became a moral force for the village uh, of Cartagena. He preached in the city square, gave missions to sailors and traders, as well as country missions. And during this time, he avoided the hospitality of the planters and the slave owners. After four years of sickness, which forced the saint to remain inactive and largely neglected, Claver died in 1634. He was canonised in 1888 and his patron saint of slaves and Columbia. Now, in tune with Wednesday's feet, uh, that's the um, exaltation of the Holy Cross, we listen to the Michael Mangas sing- singers with Look at the Cross.
somehow that doesn't look like look at the cross. So someone's got their wires crossed and it's mainly me. But it was the Michael Mangan singers. Now sadly, but not surprisingly, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth passed away this week. A long and wonderful life, but for us a reminder that whether royal, papal, rich or poor, male or female, we all must die. Some sooner, some later. And our parish priest on a mass last evening um, read out the words of one of the Queen's uh, Christmas messages and in it she expressed her long life uh, ability that the faith, she was the head of the Church of England, her faith in God and um, following his rules and hoping to uh, be reunited with her husband with God in heaven was paramount in her life. Yesterday I I attended a requiem mass at our sponsoring parish, St. Matthew's, a beautiful send-off. If you are a true atheist and do not believe that Jesus was the Son of God, or even that God exists at all, and that a big bang started the universe, um, and at death there is nothing but an end, this will not apply to you. However, I doubt if anyone with those credentials would be listening to us. Christians believe that there is life after death in a place we call heaven, close to God. A requiem mass is the ultimate finale for a Catholic, and it is so reassuring to hear the priest say at the end, may the angels come to carry you to your award, or in the sure hope of the resurrection. While living, it is a great consolation, particularly for the troubled or the ill, to know that when all this life is over, there is a reward. Always providing, of course, that it has been earned. Some interesting comments were made there. The deceased was described a man who lived his life by the values of the Gospels, with Sunday Mass an essential part of his life. I wonder how many of our listeners live their life um, to uh, the gospel values rather than the world's values um, and how they will be described at their end. One of the many hymns sung was Be Still My Soul and we have Marilla singing it for you. Oh 
Christ is truly the Emmanuel, the God with us. Day and night he is in our midst. St. John Chrysostom wrote 1600 years ago, How many are there who still say, I want to see him, his shape, his clothing, his sandals. Behold, you do see him, you touch him, you eat him. He gives himself to you to be received within. We know that many saints were able to exist for years without food or water, with only the Eucharist for nourishment. Several have received the Eucharist in a miraculous way. Therese Neumann received a number of miraculous hosts. They would appear on her tongue without having been put there by a priest. While St. Catherine of Siena was in ecstasy, a hand of fire emerged, holding a host, and placed it upon her tongue. Some of the saints were able to see Jesus in the host. Saint Faustina saw the same two rays coming from the host as she had seen in the visions of the Divine Mercy image. Saint Margaret Mary and Saint Teresa of Avila described a radiant light, a resplendent sun coming from the host. It is through the radiance, the fire of Jesus, that our sins are burned away. The Lord purifies us with heavenly flames that issue from his heart. They come from the furnace of his love. Our evil evaporates in the presence of Christ. The devotion to the Blessed Eucharist and to the Sacred Heart are one and the same devotion. The mystery of the Blessed Eucharist can only be explained by love. The love of Jesus is the love of his heart. We can find this divine heart in the Holy Eucharist. Marilla singing Be Still and in her comment about the Eucharist after the song she mentions St. John Chrysostom which by coincidence is the one of the saints of this week as you're listening to your Catholic Corner here on FM 89.0 this St. John Chrysostom was a preacher from 400 AD uh, and he was particularly announced for his um, preaching and his writings. Now there are two feast days for Our Lady this week, the Holy Name of Mary and the Nativity of Mary. My last broadcast talked of the important place Mary has in our faith, the Mother of Jesus, the Son of God, born uniquely without sin, called, called the Immaculate Conception. And we believed she was assumed body and soul to her son in heaven in the Feast of the Assumption, which was last month. While worship is only for God, we naturally revere her name as we do for our great woman or our great mothers. And um, it's unusual that um, we celebrate the birth of Mary, although there's nothing in scriptures that has any mention of her birth. But it goes without saying that she was born and because of her special place, as we said, born without sin, um, so that fact is celebrated. And apart from Jesus himself uh, at Christmas and St. John the Baptist, she is the only one we celebrate birthdays for a feast. And to honour her name, we already have played Ave Maria or Hail Mary as our introductory music. Now, as an introduction to our next topic, we listen to the gospel song, 
the old rugged cross. And finally, we come to the great feast of the exaltation of the Holy Cross. Why the Holy Cross? Because this day, the elevation of the cross, or Holy Cross Day, or the triumph of the cross, the liturgy of the cross is a triumphant liturgy.
When Moses lift up the bronze servant over the people, it was a foreshadowing of the salvation through Jesus when he lifted himself up on the cross. Our mother church sings of the triumph of the cross, the instrument of our redemption. To follow Christ, we must take up his cross, follow him and become obedient until death, even if it means death on the cross. And we become co-redeemers, sharing in his cross. We make the sign of the cross before prayer, which helps to fix our minds and hearts to God. After prayer, we make the sign of the cross to keep close to God. And it's interesting, quite often when you're at a restaurant to see people next to you making the sign of the cross, or particularly the island folk, when they score a try at rugby or uh, league to make the sign of the cross in thanksgiving. During trials and temptations, our strength and protection is the sign of the cross. At baptism, we are sealed with the sign of the cross, signifying the fullness of redemption that we belong to Christ. Let us look at the cross frequently and realize that when we make the sign of the cross, we give our entire self to God, mind, soul, heart, body, wills, and thoughts. So everywhere, the cross. All Catholic churches and many non-Catholic ones have crosses on the roof and certainly have them prominently inside. There is a cross at the end of the rosary beads and Christian graves are often marked with a simple cross, especially in wartime as we are seeing so much now in various war commemorations. Wayside shrines and places of worship are symboled by the cross. And uh, a lot of these old stories uh, from the West and in the jungles and out in the deserts or something where one of the um, participants dies, people immediately erect a cross. And most of the people who wear a necklace of the cross recognize it as a holy symbol. Even in the many horror or Dracula type movies, the cross is recognized as a symbol of salvation. The cross is especially noteworthy for me. My present parish of St. Peter Chanel in Varden Road combined with St. Joseph Fairfield to be a new parish called the Parish of the Holy Cross. I grew up in Henderson, Auckland and attended Holy Cross Convent, then staffed by the Sisters of Mercy, and our parish was the Holy Cross Parish. The seminary for priests formerly at Osgiel, now in Ponsonby, is the Holy Cross Seminary. Why Holy Cross? Of course, because our Saviour Jesus Christ, Son of God, died on a cross to redeem mankind and then rose from the dead in triumph to establish his divinity and to lay the foundation of the Christmas of the Christian faith. As I said, every Catholic church will have a cross on the roof and one of the many crosses or crucifixes as we call them with Christ's body displayed. And now as our final hymn as time is getting on, we have we have 
when I survey the wondrous cross. that one right eventually but time is up here for us this morning thanks again to St Matthews for sponsoring our program do tune in next Sunday at 8.30 to FM 89.0 for your Catholic corner Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.